0: Hello, welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. I'm joined not by Captain Vino, but by Christopher Williams, who is also up above the law. And we're here to give the usual uh, rundown of the wacky stories of the week in law. How are you doing, Chris? Pretty good.
1: Uh, trying to keep my head dry with the heavy rains, which is usually not a problem indoors, but my roof is messing up. So.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, well, one, you know what this sounds like. Sounds like small talk, but yes, your uh, your so your roof. I did see pictures of this uh, that you sent. Your roof is coming down on you. That's uh, not good.
1: It's not. It's uh, it's it's. I'm trying to think of something clever, but <laughs> I've had, a, <laughs> had my day rained on enough. So,
0: but you yeah, know, yeah. Well, they're raining on your parade, I guess. Uh, but you, um, so you fixed it with some di diying, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, me and a <laughs> driving. Oh. Wa- uh, what's the name? There has to be a word for uh, fixing this. That's the D. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. yes, friend came over. We were like, okay, we want to put some tar on the roof and we're going to put some drywall on the ceiling. And then I'm what? like, okay, this is all wonderful. The angels sang, but then the cr- then the clouds yelled at the roof and <laughs> they won. So I woke up and I'm like, why is my why is my bed wet? Am I being pranked in middle school? No, it just the, it's just the sky nice. yelling at me.
0: Yeah, it is. um fairly atrocious outside weather-wise it's like a river running down the street so i could imagine if the roof was not uh sound that would be a real problem but you've got it fixed now it looks like or no or... no <laughs> oh no, no.
1: <laughs>
0: so, well, well you've got buckets yeah, um
1: <laughs> you know yeah figure wow. it out i mean I, right. have
0: a, I have a comfortable couch so i have options there you go Hopefully, you can work on that. I uh, I returned home today at 6.30 in the morning, so I'm feeling great. Hopefully, I'll get an opportunity to rest uh, at some point in the near future. But flight delays and so on and so forth, which has meant that it's been a very busy morning because, of course, this is the beginning of the Clio Cloud Conference week. So I'm going back and forth between online conferences and trying to do work and trying to you know stay awake so it's been busy but you know there we are well let's uh let's talk about some law stuff Makes sense. that's the end of small talk uh yeah so let's talk about what's going on yale what is up with these people why can't they get (laughs) why can't they get their act together
1: look man i don't know dog i i think i think yale would be the people like i thought i thought they were kind of like
0: the ones yeah (laughs) For a school that pitches themselves as the chosen ones, they seem to Mm -hmm. keep ending up in our uh, Mm -hmm. in our wacky rundown uh, every week. So we have just finished the mercifully. We have come to the conclusion, one hopes, of the nonsense of the Yale kid and uh, FedSoc kid throwing a party. Mm -hmm. And right on the heels of that, the school has managed to step in it yet again, this time with its longtime legal counsel, Dave Pitney, which. Subpoenaed a bunch of dead children, uh, which did not look great and uh, has re- resulted in a lot of pressure on the school to perhaps look into other law firms who don't, you know, subpoena dead children.
1: Well, I'm sure Yale's uh, age and discrimination departments want to send out a heartfelt letter with their condolences <laughs> to, yeah, well, to everyone j- involved.
0: We joked last time about their boilerplate racism disp- defense that it basically is the thoughts and prayers of racism issues, and now they, they've upped it to actual thoughts and prayers. Uh, this is a mm. gun issue. This was about the Sandy Hook shooting, and uh, the, that lawsuit is going on, and Dave Pitney decided to request all of the academic records and disciplinary records of preschoolers and kindergartners because they want... I don't even know what they think they're going to get out of it. Uh, one mm-hmm. one might think it's some sort of damage limitation that, you know, Billy Billy ate paste once and therefore was not going to make this much money over his career, which is horrifying. But mm-hmm. even if that were the case, this wouldn't really seem to be the stage where you'd go after that. It, it almost feels like, especially because they asked for attendance records, mm-hmm. it almost feels like Dave Pitney is setting up some sort of red pill QAnon argument that the... St- Students are all crisis actors that didn't really exist, which is even more terrifying. And I Naugre. thought the
1: marshmallow, I thought the marshmallow study was bad enough. You know about the marshmallow study, the way they're trying no. to determine like, yeah, so there's this there's a study um, in some psych circles where they're looking at uh, the long term impacts of not joy determined, but that's basically the way to describe it. Like, like, if you can, if you can put off some enjoyment for greater rewards later. Oh, have, OK. Uh, you know you don't know talk about right the, I have heard of this yeah yeah so they're like they'll be like hey here's a kid here's a ma- here's a marshmallow if you can wait 2 minutes and without eating it we'll give you two marshmallows and they'll see if the kids wait if they do wait then oh there's a prediction that later on in life they'll be able to um put off enough enjoyment to get the things they want in light. And if they, if they eat the marshmallow immediately, then they're horrible. I don't know. That's probably going to be something like yeah. that. But.
0: Well, I mean, I, I assume Dave Pitney wants that information as soon as they can get it. Uh, the, this whole case has been a nightmare. Throughout the case, Dave Pitney has been accused of delay tactics in Discovery. Uh, they were asked for some relevant documents and instead produced thousands and thousands of pages of random cartoons. Okay. It's reached the point where- These I are mean, adults. It, Yes, yes. Litigation. Yes, that that was not the request of children. Uh, Litigation often has its share of petty. But this litigation in particular seems to run close to the ethical lines of, you know, being real professionals. And that's certainly what the lawyers for the plaintiffs think. And that's what's been brought to Yale's attention. And Yale being Yale has responded by saying that they, you know, take it very seriously. Mm. And they had a stern talking to (laughs) with their law firm and Mm. nothing else, as far as we can tell, happened. Uh, I'm sure many a finger was wagged. Uh, Which is kind of par for the course at Yale at this point. I mean, this is multiple stories in a row where we have deep feels about this, but we're not going to do anything substantial.
1: Also, delayed gratification. That's what I was trying to say. Yes, 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 yes.
0: There we go. Well, and uh, Yale right now is, is delaying the gratification to all of us who think that maybe they should use some of their clout to uh, take some professional stances, but not they are not ready to do that.
1: That's too much, that's too much.
0: It is. So that was one of the big stories of last week and unfortunately is a continuing story that we'll try to keep track of for you here at Above the Law. You know, speaking of law school, Folks went to law school to be lawyers, not accountants. So take advantage of Nota, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnotacom legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. So we have some rankings. Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. Yeah, rankings. Yeah, everyone likes rankings. I mean, it depends where you are in them. I guess that's fair. I like yes, I like fair.
1: them. I like them when I'm top five, or or fifty. Quite
0: frankly, with the way this year has been going, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So we have two rankings to discuss. Do you want to talk about the law school rankings first? Here.
1: Yeah. So there was a there was an article that Stacey put out recently that looked at the top fifty schools that are basically bang for buck, and of course a lot of okay. them were um, public schools because they factored in things like. Uh, cost, and uh, price of living for the city, like living around the school, and, uh, you know, like the bar passage race two years out. Um, But it was surprising that there was a a public school, uh, a private school, that actually hit the top of the list. So that was was surprising.
0: Yeah. BYU ends up topping this list. I believe it's, just skimming over this, I think it's one of only two private schools on the whole. Actually, are they private? Is William and Mary private? I can't even remember. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm but I assume it is, but no, it's, it's public. So yeah. So the only private institution on the list is BYU, which topped it. So out to Brigham. Yeah. Actually beyond that though, it kind of looks like, it kind of looks like college football rankings. It's Georgia, then Alabama. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it just, it, it really does look like they just lifted this from the, uh, from ESPN. Otherwise,
1: and the weird thing is, that's also how I feel whenever I see Ivy League at the top of things, because a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff
0: just comes from like school funding,
1: what have you. I remember there was right. a point, there was a point before I was alive where apparently Princeton
0: and uh, Rutgers used to have football beef. <laughs> Those <are laughs> they did. It was uh, thats the first ever football game, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah a little bit, of, yeah. a little bit of nerd history for you if you're listening today.
0: Yeah, I feel like Rutgers has uh, can own that that rivalry at this point. I feel like uh, I feel like the Big Ten team is probably the correct answer in any matchup, but who knows. So we got that. We also had a new ranking of law firms, the big firms out there. And this one was done by uh, folks on Instagram, Big Law Boys and Non-Equity Partner, who are great follows on Instagram. If you're looking for kind of the... I mean, is there a legal version of influencer? I don't, I suppose that's the right term. I don't I understand think, Instagram. I, I think we would call them a precedent maker. Yeah, precedent makers. Yes, that that is exactly what we call uh, legal Instagram. I don't understand Instagram, to be honest. I, I feel as, I, I, I'm i a Twitter man. I will freely admit I don't understand word, the world where there's no text. I
1: mean, I'm a writer. Like, what yeah, I was about to say, that's a writer thing to say.
0: Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Anyway, but... They're doing great work on Instagram. We also have an Instagram account at Above the Law too, which people should mm-hmm. uh, should check out. We're we're doing mm-hmm. stuff with it a little and bit. We're, right, it's also under uh,
1: under recon, not reconstruction. I'm thinking of 1865
0: under yeah. uh, construction.
1: So if you have any ideas on how the ATL Instagram should go, because we we'd like to get something that's interesting to y'all. So if you have any feedback, um, send some messages. We may even read them. So
0: yeah, yeah. It, anyway, so yeah, so that's going on. But anyway, back to the point. Big Law boys and non-equity partner put together this this ranking system, which is, you know, kind of an it's an interesting ranking because as opposed to the usual law firm rankings, which are revenue based or headcount based or something like that, uh, this methodology looked at. I'm trying to think of it like a, a a shorthand way to talk about it, but it kind of looked like. What places are cool? Uh, that, mm-hmm. that seems oversimplifying, but it does, it does look at the legal technology adoption, uh, alternative fee structures, diversity efforts, eh, all mixed together, me- mental health awareness, all mm-hmm. mixed together to kind of create the firms that they feel folks generally would feel better about working for, which in big law is, you know, I mean, that's a sliding scale feeling good in big law is not a thing you do much, but, you know, it's it's better to work for. So it's interesting. Cooley comes out on top, which is fascinating because on law school rankings, the word Cooley usually is toward the bottom. But on cool <laughs> law firm rankings, the word Cooley is up at the top.
1: Look at that. Turning things on their heads.
0: And it's actually interesting. I'm, you know, I haven't checked in on Cooley recently. There, they got a lot of flack here in New York when they announced that we're going to move to kind of a bullpen seating style years ago. I actually need to check in to see how that's going, because I think right about now that actually might have turned into a popular uh, move on their part, because it was kind of presaging the idea that not everyone's in the office every day. Maybe that's why they're at the top. Yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, Well, certainly it was forward thinking when they did it. Latham comes in second and Goodwin Proctor comes in third. Yeah, actually skimming through this, there's they, it, not everybody i mean cravath comes in seven but largely this list is a who's who of who is from the west coast so maybe that's maybe that's just where cool people are from i don't know
1: it's always cool the associations people get when they look at lists um and this yeah. might show my uh my non-legal brain but the first thing i saw was kirkland and ellis was yeah. number six and that made me think of uh Costco brand products. (laughs) So those
0: kind of Kirklands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's like that kind of Kirkland, except, you know, employing people who planned January 6th and stuff. Uh, but otherwise, uh, uh, Kirkland has of course tried to, uh, they, they, they're kind of like big money Jones day, but Hey, they, they appear to be innovative enough. I mean, they basically print money. So I guess that's uh, that's an alternative fee structure. Yeah. So where is the uh, we need a bit. Oh, uh, you know, I think we got uh, there we go.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: OK, cool. You know what? Let's hear from the folks at Lexicon and then we'll come back and talk some Supreme Court. okay so we're back supreme court we've talked a bit about supreme court effort uh, reform efforts there was a giant commission put together by uh biden to talk about ways in which we could reform the supreme court and that organization after much talk and testimony uh has come together and decided to not really do anything But uh, putting aside the failure of that, uh, a totally predictable failure of that reform effort, there are people who are out there saying that maybe uh, there are deep problems with the legitimacy of the Supreme Court and something needs to happen. And conservatives, in this case, uh, Sarah Sarah Isker, I think, wrote this for Politico, uh, just came out with and got published this deep theory of how to fix the legitimacy crisis of the Supreme Court, and it's to name the Supreme Court building. Yeah. Yeah, name it. That's it. That's how you fix the shadow docket. And you know, I,
1: I think, and I, maybe this is just like a, an age divide, because I think with the Supreme Court, the building, what it really needs is a verified Twitter emblem. Like, If, Ooh, it, was yeah, right, yeah. if it was right above the door, like, that's how you know that is legitimate it's no longer a time of saying we're not whats how's the saying go we're not uh final because we're right're're we're, we're not we're not right because we're final we're final something like that like no 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 just just have Twitter be verified and then all the jurisprudence will be not questioned for its political leanings
0: yeah it so it, her argument is to name it after the first justice Harlan you know whatever not what's the not-
1: what's What's the war for yeah. people caring about it? Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's, it's like people really care about like the, the people making the decisions and the, you know, the, the rule, the, the slight rule of law crisis were not necessarily the name of the building, but Hey, whatever I, I need to do some research. Maybe that's what we do need.
0: I mean, look, it, there, there's some level to which this is the Facebook garbage, just re redone, right? Like Facebook's mm-hmm. considering changing its name and that's going to fix all the problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I just don't understand how broken you have to be to look at, look at a substantive issue and say, I know, pure symbolism. That's what we can do. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, and even if you're going to name it after somebody like, I don't understand Justice Harlan, you know, who, I mean, he did dissent in Plessy. Uh, he, however, also was a vocal opponent of the 13th amendment and, uh, Emancipation Proclamation, so you know, kind mm. of a mixed bag. So the best of both worlds. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Something of a mixed bag. Something neutral. Oh, Jeez, I don't know. Like, it, look, if you're gonna name it after anybody, I, I, I guess, I, I guess you would probably want to go after a like John Marshall or something at least, who also had his issues. But at least you could say he's like the first significant chief. This is just like picking a random person because they you know, dissented in a very important case. I'll be honest. I think the way it would go, mm -hmm.
1: the court would be renamed, but after like a generous donation from a sponsor, like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, justice Sotomayor walks up to the Coca-Cola building (laughs) to write the, the descending dissenting opinion on whatever's going to happen of SB eight. I could see
0: that happening. Now you got me thinking corporate sponsorship. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, which, you know, or, or personal sponsorship because corporations are people. people. Yeah, but, but corporate sponsorship would be great. The Supreme Court brought to you by Pringles or whatever. Uh, but
1: you can't have just one ruling. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? Um, <laughs> this is not, uh, we need to stop. This is fun. I'm going to have fun with this. Yeah, that. let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> okay,
1: what would it be? Um, ba da ba i am overruling it. <laughs> <no>.
0: <laughs> How many justices does it take to get to the center of a constitutional <laughs> issue? One, two, three.
1: Oh no! This is bad. This is bad. Yeah. But, I'm, but this needs to be a thing.
0: Yeah. No, we should write this story. Yeah, uh, let, yeah, yeah. Let's spend the. Let, let's open like a up a Google Doc and let's start going back and forth with a, with stuff for this. I don't know. We'll work on that. Hopefully, we'll have something up for you uh, by the end of the week. They're
1: already taking a Nike approach to overturning uh, the rule of law. They're just doing it.
0: Oh, nice. I mean, would they, would the corporate sponsorship stop at the building, or would they like, you know, how universities have like named endowed chairs and stuff, like the the Bud Light Memorial Brett Kavanaugh Chair or something like that? I don't. I know. mean, there's
1: already there's already a degree to which justices are bought. Wasn't there a yeah. wasn't there a thing? Or I mean, we may even covered it. We're like a hundred judges show that they were doing um either insider trading or people yeah. who were on the Senate floor who were doing insider trading. Like these are all bought people. No. Yes. No.
0: uh, I'm not saying that.
1: Don't shoot me. (laughs) I'm just saying hypothetically, you know,
0: triple digits of the federal judiciary were uh, holding stocks in things that they were making active decisions on. Several of them claimed to not know that that was the case. This is all opposed, uh, you know, a problem within the code of judicial ethics, which famously does not apply to the Supreme Court, who has no code of ethics. But the rest of the federal judges have this, and they were largely in violation of it, which there's a small part of you that's like, hey, I mean, look, you get a bunch of rich private sector lawyers who've spent their whole careers doing it. They're going to have portfolios that they don't even understand what all's in them. That said, maybe they should. (laughs) I don't know, especially if they're going to start making these sorts of decisions.
1: I think it's like if some 72-year-old judge just happens to have a whole load of Dogecoin in their portfolio, I could buy that. Like maybe they didn't know what was happening. But if you got like a whole bunch of blue chip stuff, you're like, yeah, you knew, you knew. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, and this comes up a lot. I did see one law professor, uh, whoever it was, comment that if the goal is to bring back some sort of institutional neutrality, the right and anonymity, the answer is suitor who will just kind of like, fade into the background and nobody will even notice but yeah anyway so that's that uh anything else big news wise this week it's been a it's been a weird week i was out of town so i uh i and now i'm deeply embroiled in conferences so i don't know what's what's all going on
1: that sounds envious
0: yeah i guess the uh japanese princess is uh still generating controversy because she's marrying a Fordham law student oh, law grad at this point uh and this is apparently not popular over in japan who don't want their royal family marrying commoners so, this is news to me i should have went. oh to yeah the yeah so we wrote about this back in the day but apparently there's a new burst of controversy being drummed up over it yeah i mean that's one thing you can do with a law degree it's jd advantage to be royalty in other countries you although know, they are they're forcing them to forcing her to give up her claim to the nobility to do this anyway go on that is love maybe that could be a
1: um a new law school ranking like most likely to get you around famous people
0: (laughs) or like married to royalty like what you know what school kim k went to was it no she's did not gone to any school she's doing the california allows you to apprentice yeah so she's doing that Uh, she doesn't she doesn't even have a bachelor's degree so she can't really (laughs) go to law school really
1: i don't know i mean she probably has enough money to get in
0: yeah. Well, I mean, after the Varsity Blues thing, she could have pretended she was a rower. I guess, <laughs> like all of them. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's get back to it. I have a keynote address I need to be covering here in a few minutes, which is going to have some cool statistical information about how small and solo law firms spent their year, uh, which I'm kind of looking forward to because I'm I'm interested to see what 2021 looked like data wise after you know, because it's kind of been half and half, uh half lockdown, half recovery. We'll I'll see what that looks like. Anyway, so yeah, thanks for listening to the show. You should be subscribed. That way you get new episodes when they come out. You should be reading above the law so you hear and can read about these stories as they happen. You'll be able to see our eventual list of sponsorship opportunities, I suppose. You should be giving reviews, stars, writing something that helps more people find the show. You should be Listening to our other podcast, Catherine also hosts the Jabot, uh, and I'm a panelist on the Legal Tech Week uh, legal uh, Legal Tech Week journalists roundtable. Uh, that's there we is. go. Uh, yeah, it again just doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> anyway, we will definitely be talking about this conference when we get to that. You should be following us on social media. I'm at Joseph Patrice, at that's. Yeah, on Twitter, I guess not. Maybe I'm on Instagram. I don't even remember. Uh, and Chris is at rights, at for, rights for rent. I mean, although at this point, it may need to become rights for roof repair. Uh, but still, for now, it's it's that. Um, Boo. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I was saying two <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you should be lit, uh, let's see what else are so you listening to this uh, thanks to Notice powered by MT Bank and Lexicon listen to the other shows in the Legal Talk Network and with all of that said I think we are done we will uh, check in with you all next week see you next week bye